You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Salem Tire presents Dave's Corner Garage. Salem, with you through every turn. The following is a paid program. Warning, the views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, buckle up and hit it. Well, it's a little bit nipply out. It's cold out there. Yeah, I checked this morning with Sirius. I go, hey, Sirius, how cold is it? 10 degrees. Uh, Sirius, how cold is it in, fa- in uh, Celsius? Minus 12 degrees. And you said, are you how serious? How cold is it in Kelvin? <laughs> I don't know Kelvin. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, are you serious? Is right. Uh, we're going to have a great show for you this morning as usual. Today joining us is Vince Spiretta. He is with uh, Walkaway Debt Protection. Interesting product. But more than that, Vince really knows the business. And we're going to learn some interesting stuff about leasing, about being in the ditch. Um, <laughs> what do you call that again? Um, uh, negative equity. Negative. That's the technical term. That's right? the technical that's term. The polite, that, that, that is, when, way to that is when you owe more for your car than what it's worth. Yeah, I call it the F factor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Holy frig. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. And, the, you know, the, the numbers blow my mind. It really does. Uh, Brett Moore, the uh, OPP and the Toronto Police had a big campaign last uh, month about distracted driving. They stuck guys in buses, guys in Ubers, guys in trucks to find out who out there is using their cell phones. And you would have thought that with the increased fines that less people would be doing it? No, they never catch me. All right. (laughs) Let's find out what that big number is. Let me put my phone down here by my crotch, and nobody will ever see that I'm on the phone. Anyways, they they laid almost uh, 700 charges. Crazy, eh? And between $3,000 and $1,000 of the fines. It's true, though. I mean, whenever you're sitting in traffic and you look over, people are on their phones. How are we going to stop that? I just see the chief. You know what? We need more money for cruisers. Get out there (laughs) and make me some money. It's going to take a generation to To learn that, yeah. To correct that whole thing, yeah. Yeah. They should have actually distracted walking. I think that they got their hoodies on, their phone on. They never look both ways before they cross. No, they got the earbuds in. They're total zombies. They're total zombies. And they get hit and they go, What are you doing, man? Okay, well, we're not going there. All right, Jonathan Schlu is also going to join us from Car Generator. They have a new model of product now, under $400. It's called a dry unit. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is something that you carry in your glove box, you can use, and it's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars cheaper than the other one. So we'll talk to Jonathan about that. So without further ado, I'm going to tell Sebastian to put on the music, and when we come back... Yes, we're going to talk to... Uh 
talk about walkaway debt protection. And uh, if you've got a car care question, by all means, give us a call as well. If it won't start and it's just going rrr, rrr, rrr. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll help you figure it out. My this English, is... <laughs> what? I say my old English Triumph used to do that. <laughs> used to go, uh-uh. That wasn't a Triumph. That was a disaster. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Dave Redinger, Alan Gelman, and Vince Beretta from Walkaway Debt Protection. Uh, let me just start this off like this. Walkaway Debt Protection has been around for 20 years. It's sold through recognized dealers that they actually pick, and uh, they it's complimentary. In other words, when you buy a car, it comes with the car. And the, if you don't know about this, shame on you, because... This stuff is out there, and it protects you in case something happens. Vince always says life happens. Right, it, exactly. It, it, it protects your financial health. Yes. Yeah. If you, if, if, so if you finance or lease a car through an authorized walkaway dealer, you're provided the coverage absolutely complimentary for 12 months, and it's your option if you want to extend or extend and enhance that coverage for the full term of your lease or loan. And in the event that something were to happen, when life happens, I like that place. Yes, because it always it does. Whether you lose lose your income due to an unemployment situation, you lose part of your income due to a disability, you become critically ill, you get transferred out of the country, you lose your driver's license, uh, self-employed personal bankruptcy. Under those conditions, you can return your car and walk away from negative equity and again negative equity is that you owe more for your car than what it's worth so if you take the average car payment being you know 450 bucks or 400 dollars plus your insurance and all the other things that are ancillary to your car payment when you need income or need cash flow you can return your car and walk away and in fact we have products uh, you can walk away from your car payment and all those ancillary costs. So imagine an extra $500 in your jeans when you have a tough time in your life sure. financially, right? So that's a big deal in today's world. Uh, and we do have products that will make car payments and you don't have to return your car and you can keep staying in your car and you can keep your credit rating intact. Uh, we see all these credit uh, karma and all the credit rating commercials. Mm -hmm. Credit rating is important. And maintaining a good credit rating is going to save you a lot, of, a lot of money in your life when life happens. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and people certainly, you know, if they're young and they're healthy, they don't expect that that's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, look, look, speaking of cars, look what just happened in Oshawa. Yeah. Where, you know, there was contracts. We're union members and we're going to be working for the next five years guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. And you, and you think about the spillover effect of what's happening in not only on Oshawa, but... Uh, dotted across southwestern Ontario with parts manufacturers, auto parts manufacturers all over southwestern Ontario. Is it one in eight? One job in, at Oshawa is worth eight jobs outside? Yeah, it's going to, you know, so nothing's guaranteed in life and your financial well-being is, uh, is, is part of your mental health well-being as, as well. If you think about how much we think about our debt and our money matters, when you've got a safety net out there uh, where you have options, in your financial well-being, uh, it gives it gives you options at a time when you need it the most, and that's what we do. We give consumers options to their financing uh, in their when they finance or lease a car. You've got an out, and it's an easy out, um, and it's and it's complimentary for the first twelve months. Now we have this. Is comes from dealers that are working with your company. How do they find out who these dealers are? 
You can visit our website, walkaway.ca. Uh, it is a form submission. You, you submit a form. You, you let us know what you're looking for and where you are. And we give you your nearest walkaway, uh, authorized walkaway dealer. Unfortunately, we don't publish our, 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 our client list because there's competitors out there, right? So we, we uh, so simply send us a, send us a form on, online and we'll let you know where your, your nearest walkaway, um, authorized walkaway dealer is. Now we were talking in the green room about negative equity. Yeah. People don't realize when you told me about negative equity and how bad the numbers are. Yeah. Before I, I, I could, I was shocked, and I'm in this trade for over almost sixty years. Yeah. The old, the old saying was, you know, the car depreciates thirty percent as soon as you drive it off the yeah, lot. Bump, well, bump, bump, bump. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you hear go. that? But, uh, it's that's all changed now. So the average purchase price or the average transaction price of a car, just the car, is about thirty four five in Canada. Wow. But check this out. The average finance contract for that thirty-four thousand dollar car is forty-four thousand dollars. There's ten thousand dollar difference. Yeah. So you you are upside down even before you pick the car up. As soon as you sign that paperwork, you're ten thousand dollars upside down. Wow. And what's happening is that people are financing taxes, a bit of a bit of extras, like maybe an extended warranty package or some walkaway premium. Because um, they've bought extended, extended and enhanced versions of our program, good for them, and they're also financing negative equity from a previous car. So what's happened is that someone might have an extended finance term loan, like a seventy-two month loan, and they're exiting out of that car at forty months. And they're rolling the negative equity from that car into their next car. That's a dangerous thing to happen. And that does happen all the time. And on average, people are financing about three to $4,000 of negative equity from one car Buying into two the cars. They're actually, so they're, they're, so actually pay, they're actually paying for two cars yes. at the same time. So yep. they were short that 10, and now they're short that extra three or four. So they're short 14, yep. yeah. So, so, so that's what's happening, and that's what, that's what Walkaway is focused on doing, is to help people out of that situation uh, when life happens. Fascinating. Now, if you've got a question or you bought a car and you want to know if you did the right thing, I mean... We've got all this, this information here, all this expertise. 20 years? 20 years. 20 years in this type of business. And, and we're going to talk. Sorry, go ahead. And, we, and we've settled over $100 million of, wow. of automotive debt in, for Canadians alone. He's like Michael Anthony. Remember that show? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? We're going to talk about leasing because leasing apparently is making a big comeback. Big comeback. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Alan, take us out. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Any car kind of car, car question you Can't got, speak. <laughs> <laughs> give us a call right now. The phone lines are open. Yeah. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Actually, we were talking at the break about the movie First Man. And I'm telling you, it's a chick flick. So, guys, if you're going to watch it, I don't think so. It's very emotional. Okay, um, we're talking with Vince from Walkaway Debt Protection. And one of the questions that we were talking about was buying your first car. Like, so you're cycling into owning a vehicle or leasing a vehicle. Vince, give us some ideas of what we're looking at. Well, uh, you know, there's leasing, financing. Uh, what do you do as a as a first time buyer? And 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 I would recommend that uh, instead of you know leasing a car or, or financing a car for a long term, that you would look to uh, be able to purchase in whole. Yes. 
the car that you're looking at and buy it over three to four years, that's 36 to 48 months of financing, and own that car, your first car, own it for as long as you can, and I would recommend 10 years. And I know that that sounds like a long time to have a relationship with uh, an inanimate object like a car, but it will set you up in life uh, so much better than cycling through car after car after car. Payment after payment. Payment after payment, and making car payments for the rest of your life. If you were to consider the last six years of that ownership where you're not making a car payment, you now have 300 or $400 extra in your jeans to contribute to an RRSP, to look for, you know, to build money down for your first home or piece of real estate. And that is financial health uh, 101 when it comes to car. Um, so uh, I'm, I, would, I would suggest that you not need walk away. There's so many people that need walk away today, but I am looking to build a generation of people who don't need what I do. Interesting. And that is, uh, you know, being financially responsible and building your nest egg and building your net worth by paying and buying for a car in whole uh, within three to four years of, of, of that. It, let me tell you, you still you still might need a little bit of walk away uh, for financial reasons and, and maintain credit rating and so on, uh, because you certainly don't want to you know ruin your nest egg by you know having that type of situation. But it, it is really important for young people to pay attention to their financing early and their financial health early, and that's my that would be my recommendation. So when you hear ninety nine dollars a week for a lease. That's not. Think about that for the rest of your life. It's ninety nine dollars for the rest of your life, or making a car payment for the rest of your life. And you wrote a blog on this. I and did. If you go to our website and click on your blog, you'll that that'll yeah, come that, up. That, and that, other that, blogs. That was that was more about that was more about using a, a, a line of credit. Yes, to, properly to, to purchase a car and to do it properly. Um, this is about this is about a young person who might not have the ability to have a line of credit or a, what they call a home equity line of credit. This advice is for young people who are looking to buy their first car, and you know it's not about the show; it's it's about what you what you got to go in your bank account. Love it, Al. Well, you know that sounds like great advice, and if you were my dad, I would thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, no, but seriously, but but how many people just think, well, yeah, but will that get me a new car with Apple CarPlay? You know, and, well, that's the pressure. And, the pressure and, is to be right, part of exactly. The... And and how many people are are short sighted enough to think, well, how much is that a month, a week? You know, and I can cover that, um, which is really why you know walk away is important. You know, we were so lucky because the numbers were smaller. I was making one hundred twenty five bucks a week, but we had enough money saved that we actually bought a house before we were married. Yeah, and we were like the scandal of the street. Like, <laughs> These people bought the house and they're not even married. But we never even lived there. We rented it out for three, four years before we moved in. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you're you're an anomaly, right? But um, today, today, uh, financial financial health and being financially aligned as a couple, as yes. dating, actually, it's showing that people are looking for financial alignment how you how how you use and and spend money is more important than than looks humor and courage and that was a that was done by um you know some dating websites in terms of their studies so people are really real realizing financial alignment in terms of couple 
is yes. you know is who you date and who you spend the rest of your life with is very very important. Yeah, I, I thoroughly agree with that. It's it's unbelievable. I used to drive cars for one hundred and fifty dollars. If well, that was big money too, yeah. as you could buy cars for a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still thinking about how many more women now would find you attractive. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing was, I, I had like like Sunbeam Alpines and stuff and old crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I only used to wash half the car in the winter. <laughs> the side, the side that she, got, the, in. she got in. Yeah, because my side wouldn't freeze. <laughs> Anyhow, all I could afford was a Sunbeam toaster. All right, we're going to quickly come back uh, after a break, and we're going to talk about the trend where leasing is coming back. And buying cars is actually not as strong as it used to be. Are you on Tinder? Who's that? Never mind. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. My butt's a little sore, but... <laughs> not Tinder. <laughs> Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman. I'm from Glen Allen Motors up in North York. And if you need your car fix, give me a call. And Dave's here as well. Actually, I've been there. You don't get your car. You don't, you don't, I fix your wife's car, as a matter of fact. Yes, you do. Because I'd rather she blame you for something wrong. <laughs> oh, that's it. I thought you didn't want to get your hands dirty, but you want to pass the buck. I have learned years ago, if I'm fixing my wife's car, I'm in trouble. Well, you're in trouble anyways, because she, you told me to take it to him, and he didn't fix it right. Oh, well, who knows. You think you're ever um, going to get off? I've got an email here that says, if I'm leasing a used car... Is walk away my my way of protecting my debt protection? Uh, my uh, what's the word? We, we, yeah, Your we cut. we we protect new, used, lease, and finance cars. So any any financial any uh, any any finance term or any finance method, uh, whether it be new or used, we we cover that. Okay, Pro- the vehicle is a 2011, uh, twenty thousand dollars worth in value, uh, worthwhile. Sure. Yeah, but the, the the horse has left the barn. Yes, he's, he's already leasing a car. So are right. you, the only time the only time you have an opportunity to take take advantage of buying or leasing a car or financing or leasing a car is at the time of sale through oh, okay. through, through an authorized walkaway dealer. So the time of sale. Yeah, and, and what do, happens then? You have ten days or something for. Yeah, you have. Uh, you, you've got. You can at the time of sale. You you are provided with the, with uh, twelve months of walkaway complimentary. Uh, in the business office, you you may be offered or you should be offered to extend or enhance that product. Um, you're given a certificate at delivery, and you can read your certificate. And it says in that certificate that you have ten days in which to um, look at a, a extending or enhancing. Okay, it. the second scenario, and it's not it's not from this email, but it's it's a question. If you're putting a lot of down payment, all right. Say it's um it's a twenty thousand dollar car, but I put five grand down. Yep. All right. Versus it's a twenty thousand dollar car and I put five hundred down. Right. Um, well, if it's a twenty thousand dollar car and you're putting uh, five hundred down, you're paying taxes and you may be paying a few extra yes. things on top of that. So you're so you're actually financing more than what the car is is you're already more, in is negative already, equity. So you're already in negative equity. If you're putting five thousand dollars down on a used car, then 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 the likelihood that you'd need walk away is not there. So I, again, I'd be recommending financial responsibility and saying yes, put that five thousand dollars down. You don't you don't need what I what we what do selling, yeah. what, what we're selling, and that's a good thing to be uh, in a position to be in and um, that you don't need negative equity protection. You have the option to, to actually sell your way out of that car if need be. Um, you know, at the time you bought it, let's say two months later, you end up without a job. Well, that car, you just bought that car for 20 grand um, and you put five grand 
that car is probably worth more than the fifteen thousand dollars that you owe. So that's 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 what we do. Imagine imagine you know our program basically makes your car worth what you owe on it at any given time during the finance contract. Can, do people voluntarily it. come to you and say, you know what, hey, uh, I, I'm in a jam. I didn't realize that I've spent more money than I can actually afford. Can you get me out of this? Uh, that's what Jim Matthews does at Lease Busters. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people who overbite, right? They, yeah. they, they eat, they end up going to the, you know, it's like... It's like going in an all-you-can-eat when they end up buying a car and they go, gee, I overate, and, and sometimes they say, we overbought. And, um, you know, that that Jim, Jim at Lease Busters does that for people who have over-leased. Who sunk, sunk. Yeah, they, they, and so, uh, you know, they, may, they might have, uh, you know, overbought a car or overleased a car and and they need they need out and they don't have a reason to do it we we do it when your life goes off the rails like a job loss or a health situation the last thing you need to be doing is trying to sell your car or do something like that we just it's seamless and we have you out of your car in a matter in in literally in like in a week yeah speaking of health i mean let's say for example i'm i'm an older person i my my health is in question you are an older person um (laughs) you don't ask for my health history do you no we uh we cover pre-existing health uh, health situations so if you you are a diabetic you have early stage cancer uh you might just you might lose your driver's license lose your first sight or you just you know you, you we don't we don't look for your health we don't look for ways in which to uh, make your claim not work uh, we do not ask for your health records. We don't get your OHIP records uh, to exclude you from our coverage. So we cover people with existing health conditions. Uh, it's the best health and debt protection mm-hmm. product that you can buy in the market today. Now, bar, talk about, bar none. Let me cut you short for a second because we're running out of time in the segment. But Changes from buying a car to leasing a car. Yep. Comment on that. Yeah, so in 2009, during the global financial crisis, leasing just virtually disappeared. Uh, Canada, uh, during the in the, in the 80s, uh, was the highest had the highest lease penetration amongst any country in wow. the world at 55 percent, wow. and it dropped to to around five percent in 2009, and it's starting to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I mean, that's good and bad. It's a, you know, if you if you're the type of person who always wants to have a new car every four years or, you know, three years, then then leasing's probably the way for you to go. Is it the fi- most you know, intelligent way to, you know, to have, to have transportation, personal transportation? Probably not, but it's if that's what you want in your life, then it's a great way to go. And it's coming back because... Uh, the long-term finance contracts that, you know, on average now are showing up to be 78 months. Uh, you know, people are understanding, like, when I get a 96-month um, or an 84-month or a 72-month finance contract, I'm rolling in negative equity because, you know, people aren't owning their car for the same term that Do they finance. people financed. actually fathom that they're buying a car for eight years? Yeah, well, I mean, that's, when, that's when, leasing, when leasing disappeared, um, the banks kind of jumped into uh, the yeah. longer, longer-term finance, longer-term financing to make the payments very similar. Well, exactly, and that's what we said earlier. People have blinders on, and they're only looking at how yeah. much I have to pay yep. at the end of the month, yep. Yep. not that they have yep. to pay it for eternity. Yeah, and that's why and we're, we're here. And we're going to follow that, you to the funeral home. And, uh, <laughs> and that's why we're here. Unbelievable. Yeah. All righty, uh, it's Dave's Corner Garage. Uh, we're going to be talking with Sergeant Brent Moore. Um, he's one of the good guys, and we're going to talk about distracted driving. He's a good guy, long as you're not on your cell phone. <laughs>
Well, I had a problem with uh, my neighbor the other day, and the cops came over. Very sensitive. Really? For a cop? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the handcuffs hardly hurt at all. <laughs> I guess he left them on loose. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. It's, you know, I always wonder where they, the people say, welcome back. Where did we go? <laughs> we didn't go anywhere. Uh, Sergeant Brent Moore is with us. Uh, he's with the... Um, Metro Toronto Police Department. Yeah, the guys that signed the bottom of the ticket. Just sign here, <laughs> <laughs> and you can show up later. Uh, you, Jen, good morning. How are you, Brent? Yep, good. I'm here. Ah, good morning. Tell me about. Uh, you just finished your blitz about uh, distracted driving. Distracted driving means using your cell phone, doing your makeup, in Alan's case, putting his hair on. Um, <laughs> Six hundred and seventy charges to date, or more. Obviously more. Yeah, exactly. We, uh, when we actually tell the numbers at the end, we were over just 700. But I think that what we really uh, learned about the campaign was um, that there's a lot of misinformation, and it really started a lot of conversations um, uh, about uh, distracted driving, as you said. When it comes to just two things, I guess, right off the bat, distracted driving is anything that sort of takes your sort of hands off the wheel, your eyes off the road, sort of your, your mind off the task of driving. But to get a ticket in Ontario for what we commonly refer to as distracted driving, it's essentially using your handheld device, mm-hmm. cell phone, texting, calling. That's the ticket you're going to get from a cop uh, for, the, for the new uh, fine of 615 bucks at minimum. Um, and if you get convicted for the first time, lose your license for three days. So uh, wow. that was one of the, the areas that we, we really took uh, the time to try to clarify. And a lot of people are still you know, sort of messed up uh, about that. The ticket you're going to get is for only for your cell phone, using it in, uh, in the hands, uh, using your hands, not being hands-free. Question, though. I mean, let's say, you know, we've got pictures here that, that they had in the Toronto Star. For the most part, it's showing someone sitting at a traffic light. Okay. Is there any leniency at all? I mean, where you're not going anywhere, you know, you're waiting for the light to change. Is there, can you pick up the phone and have a look or you can't? No, no, it's absolutely uh, part of the, the, prohibit, the prohibitions uh, under the Highway Traffic Act. So, yeah, you're right. If you're stopped in traffic at that red light, um, you still can't use your phone. To, own, to be able to grab the phone and text it legally, you'd have to be pulled off the road parked. Um, you, you've got to be out of, uh, out of traffic and, and all that stuff. So, Oh, absolutely not. Uh, if, if you're uh, hung up in rush hour traffic or downtown Toronto in, in some congestion or something like that, um, and, and you grab your phone and jump on it, you're absolutely uh, going to get a ticket if an officer uh, sees you doing it. You know, one of the things, though, um, drunk driving, I think, takes something like twelve or 1,500 lives. Uh, distracted driving, same thing? Well, what they, so the researchers, you know, it were here's one of the challenges to be uh, to quite honest with you. Um, it's it's one of those things. I, I suspect distracted driving or using your phone uh, when behind the wheel is actually likely a little underrepresented. It's one of those things that you, know, you can you can jump on and sneak a quick peek and put it down. And even if you have a crash, even a minor one, that you go to the collision reporting center, you know, it's likely people aren't going to sort of admit to, to the fact that they were using their phone at the time if nobody was really there to see. So it's mm-hmm. likely, um, it's one of those things that's underrepresented in, in, in the data. But what is clear, as our partners from you know, CAA and the ministry and, and, and a variety of other areas, the more research that gets done, it is actually, in some cases, surpassed impaired driving as a contributing factor to a crash. But certainly impaired driving and, and, and cell phone uh, distractions are, uh, are right up there as, as being leading contributors. Vince? 
is eating like what if you have a you know a yeah. burger in one hand and and you got a coffee in your in your in your drink holder and you know you're drinking coffee and or you're eating is that a distracted driving uh, infraction? No, so uh, that's uh, that's mm. that's mm. one of the things that we were uh, I know was out there early on and we we did take uh, a lot of time during the week social media talking to uh, to people you know kind of stuff like this with uh, you know speaking to the media to get the the, the word out. Yes, if you know, you know good, the good news is the uh, your your coffee, your morning coffee, your 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 bagel in the morning, whatever you're going to have is still still fine. Now that said, if it's found to be a contributing factor to a crash, that would lead to carelessness or possibly even dangerous right. driving gotcha. if that gotcha. came out in the investigation. Gotcha. Right? But there's no standalone ticket for a coffee or bagel kind of thing behind the wheel. I saw somebody a couple of weeks ago eating a bowl of cereal. I mean, initially I laughed, but I went. Oh my God! I can't believe what they're I've, doing. I've seen people shaving, yeah, like with a like with a like with a you know electric razor. And, and it's crazy. I've seen. I've seen. You think it's bad here in Florida? They're like five years behind us. I mean, they're still smoking inside and they're doing all that stuff. So this guy's sitting at a light in front of us, and I'm was sitting there, and the lights are very long. But we sat through two lights, and finally my wife says, "Are we going anywhere?" And I tapped on the guy's window and says, "Is there any color you like?" <laughs> <laughs> but he was right in business. He was doing all kinds of stuff right in the middle of the road. And there, like they're very lenient in, in Florida. It's, you know, it's all American rights. Well, and you know what? Apparently in in, in California, I don't know. If it's statewide, but you can't do anything. It you can't be drinking, you can't be no, talking, no. you can't be smoking. You got to be driving, and that's it. Yeah, but you can have more. Sergeant Brett Moore, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the time. Hey, fascinating stuff. Thank you. That was Sergeant Brent Moore from the uh, Constabulary. And I want to wish him good fishing. I hope he gets some big ones. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, the fines are up to a thousand, then a five thousand. That's a big one, right? That's a deposit on a boat. My car. Here we go. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Alrighty, welcome. Uh, you know we have on the phone is Jonathan Schluv from Car Generator. Jonathan was actually on Dragons Den. He got two dragons to step up. I don't know what happened with it, but uh, Jonathan's still here, so good things must be happening. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Good morning, everyone. Do you know, it's interesting. Uh, we were talking about here in Canada where we, we run from the cold. I mean, you're, you're, the way you promote your product is you plug it in the house and your furnace still works. In Florida, the, it's the opposite. They really worry about the heat and old folks, for instance, not getting air conditioning. So this kind of product would work perfect on a little air conditioner. But night. nobody ever thinks it's going to happen. And, and yeah. look, at we've got cold weather this week, this past week in here in Toronto. We've got frozen pipes, be it those big apartment it's buildings. It's very nipply. Exactly, and and that's the whole purpose of car generator is what? <laughs> the purpose is, the most important thing is when the power goes off in the winter is to keep your furnace running. It's uh, When the power goes off, it's exciting for the first two hours, you know, light some candles, open a bottle of wine, have a great time, but mm-hmm. when the house starts really getting cold, you really know it, and this little gadget just gives you, it's, think of it in, like an insurance policy in a sense or a backup uh, plan. I can pull relate. It out, hook yeah, it up, and <laughs> you know it's it's super lightweight. One of the one of the latest models we've just released is a new one called Car Generator Dry, mm-hmm. and we brought the price point down. I never thought possible. Three hundred ninety five dollars. It's um, our smallest and lightest ever. It's just nine pounds. Now is it as well big enough to run your furnace? It's exactly the same power. So it's the same power. The only key difference, the same power, same cables, everything. The difference is it's just not weatherproof. So 
if you can find a way or if you can use it when it's not raining or snowing, um, then you can use it. Or if you're going to go camping, as an example, and it's a dry day, you can pull it out, run it for a couple hours. Or even if you just pull, want to pull it out, or if you've got a fully detached uh, garage that there's no safety risk or you've got like some way to protect the, the your car that way, you can use it. Um, it's just nine pounds. We were actually at the RV show, the Toronto Camping and RV Show last weekend, and one of our customers that bought a unit came up and said that he really, one of the things he liked about it is that it's uh, Eric and Ingrid, and that if Eric was not there at home, they've got a 100-pound generator in the garage, but Ingrid could take this thing out, hook it up to the front of the car, because it's just nine pounds, and she could have power super easy without having to wrangle a 100-pound generator and a bunch of gas cans. So it's really very approachable and easy that way. So it's it's tiny, it's lightweight, and it's um, completely safe. It's engineered to the same products and standards. So Hang on a second, John. Um, Vince has a question. Yeah, so I, some other interesting questions that came up, people ask, is it how is it for the environment? And it's a surprise. Gas generators are known to be loud and smelly for a reason. They've got almost no emissions controller filters where um, this uses all the filters and the uh, catalytic converters and all the things that your car already has to make sure that you don't pollute the environment. The others, Jonathan, hold on a second. Uh, we have a question. Sure. So this is a, a, a portable generator that I hook up to my car and, ha- and, and, and that gives me heat in my house? Yeah, it does. And, it, and, 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 and where am I hooking it up to? The battery? Yeah, so what you do is you attach it to the battery jumpstart points, but the most important question that we get asked, and in fact on Dragon's Den, the first question that Jim Treliving asks is, how long will my battery last? And the answer is, it doesn't use your battery at all. It just connects up at that point, and it uses purely the power of your car's alternator. So, and we have lots of videos that show on our website, you're not using your battery, your car battery at all. Some people, the other question people ask is, how much gas does it use? And the surprise is that it actually running a compact sedan at idle uses 0.16 gallons per hour. The horse, the, the um, source of that is energy.gov on the internet. Gotcha. And using a 1,000-watt Honda generator uses 0.19 gallons per hour. So surprisingly, um, in some cases, this actually uses less gas than a portable generator. Jonathan, why couldn't we just install a dry in the house and then run the cables out to the car? Yeah, you you could, but the cables would have to be extremely thick and heavy duty. That's yeah. why we've decided and okay. engineered right. it to have them have it near the car because they have to, to to transfer it. You have to keep the car generator near the car, and then you can transfer it using an extension cord. That's how you run it in. So the higher voltage is easier to transport than the 12 volts? Than, it than sure is, and that's why booster cables are so thick, and these are specially engineered booster cables that are safe, that can handle the current without melting. Well, the John, other- the other thing, too, though, is, you know, I, I've popped the hood of the car. There's a fair amount of sp- space there. Um, I don't know why we couldn't just find a spot, well, obviously not where the engine is specifically, but to the side of it. And just put the hood down and and leave it running that. It's going to be well protected in that way, wouldn't it? That's actually a good question. Um, An electric version like a Chevy Volt, you can do that. Um, It's in the trunk. You connect it up to that. I just want to mention one other thing. Um, On our website, we have a special that we held at the RV show. You get $225 worth of free bonus stuff, Bluetooth upgrades, everything else, if you order before midnight this Sunday. All right, John, we got to run. What's the website? 
www.cargenerator.com. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Thanks, everyone. Stay warm. I was just going to say that. I was just going <laughs> to say that. I beat you to it. We got a couple of calls standing by. We'll get to those right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Hey, racing season's not far away. The Daytona 24 Hours is it on It started, this I think, yeah. already, yeah. And I'm waiting to get on the racetrack. I had my old race car painted, and I got my sailing tires on there. And, and our, 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 our periodic fill-in pal, uh, Brian Max, he's out there right now in Daytona. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'll look for him. Check him on the internet. All righty. We've got a quick question here on we the got phone. Andy in Toronto. Who's, if he's going to be racing, he sure enough needs brakes. But what's wrong with yours? Hey, guys. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. So we bought a 2016 Honda Civic uh, EXT, brand new one in 2016, which, by the way, my daughter financed just over three years. Thank you very much. Mm. Yeah, good Whoa, for her. Good, good. good. Uh, but it's only got 24,000 kilometers on it. Mm-hmm. And we brought it into Honda Canada. She's coming in. Dad, Dad. Rear brakes are grinding. They're making so much noise. I can't even drive the car. I can't stop the car. I take off the rear wheel. Sure enough, pads are worn down to hairline thickness, and uh, rotors are scored. scored, almost chopped in half. Bring it into Honda Canada, and the dealership goes, well, you know, uh, brakes wear out at 24K. She drives like a crazy person, stopping and starting. I go, okay, buddy, that would be true, except we have a UBI device for installed in the OBD port mm-hmm. to get the insurance discount, which shows very calm and mellow driving to get that 10% discount. Um, so it's minus 20 out there. i got to get these brakes done. <laughs> I snagged the keys off the guy's service desk and said, this is ridiculous, 24,000 kilometers to have these brakes completely deteriorate and virtually nowhere on the front desks. It doesn't sound like they're adjusted properly. So tell me what to do. What what would you suggest I take as the next approach? Well, Andy, first question is, were all four pads in the back worn evenly, or did you find that the inboards were worn out much quicker? No, both sides pretty much the same, and scoring inside and out, yeah. Okay, well, you, it, unfortunately, you know, we you can't change the engineering on a vehicle, okay? In other words, once it's done, there's nothing we can do as techs or mechanics to, to re-engineer it. And like you're saying, it, it is kind of odd that the rear brakes are toast and the fronts have lots left. Um, the, um, did she ever take it in? I mean, cause what the manufacturer is going to say is that if you're asking for any kind of warranty or compensation here is that, have you serviced the brakes? Like, did you go according to the owner's manual and take it in perhaps at six months and have them service the brakes? Were they, were they looked at ever? We took it in for the first oil change, uh-huh. you know, about whatever it was, I don't know, 8K, they recommend 15K or something like that now on these turbo engines, mm-hmm. but, um... Did they service the brakes? Mm. We paid a hundred and something sixty bucks to maintain the warranty. Yeah. What did they do for a service? Obviously, they didn't do anything. Probably how just. Do I know what the mechanic did, right? I know they took my money. Well, uh, no question about it. But there's usually a list on the work order that would specifically say what they were supposed to have done, anyways. Well, um, I guess they inspected the brakes. Did they service them? Uh, there was no no mention of that. All right, Dave. What do you suggest? Should he call Honda Canada? No, nope, you're going to get nothing. The truth is, three years, and they're going to Come on, let's have some good news. Well, okay, good news. <laughs> My brother has the same problem in his Land Rover or his Rover Evoque, uh-huh. and they wanted $1,200 <laughs> to fix it. So the truth is, it's about $300 in parts for good parts. If you can do it yourself, it's an easy job to do, but they're really not going to do anything about it. And as far as I know, the brake inspections are visual. I would make sure, though, that the front brakes are working as they should. Yes. Because if, they, if yes. they're stuck in the calipers and the rear brakes, in fact, are doing 90% of the work in this case, that would explain it. Yeah, exactly right. Unfortunately, it's one of those things. All righty. Uh, that's a wrap. want to thank Vince Beretta from uh, Walkaway Debt Protection.
Thank, thank you. Thanks for having me. And I want you know I really want to thank you for your input into what's the hell is going on out there. You know, people just are naive what's going on out there. Yeah, be responsible with your dollars, people. Exactly. Yeah. So if yeah. you're looking for a new car, go to uh, Walkaway. And- walkaway. Walkaway.ca, and you find an authorized Walkaway dealer. And uh, when you lease or purchase purchase finance uh, your new or used car, make sure you're doing it with Walkaway. Buy in haste, repent in leisure. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs> This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.